Hello, thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. We've been talking about how to live in that season of tension. It's a place where so many of us find ourselves losing faith because we've heard of a promise, we've been taught of a promise, we've been made aware of a promise, we're trying to believe in that promise, but we haven't walked in the manifestation of it yet. Maybe you've heard about how God wants to provide for you, but you're struggling in your finances, or you've heard that God wants to heal you, but you're still dealing with sickness and disease. And oftentimes, that is such a place of testing where people give up on God or they re-adapt their theology to try to match their circumstances. But God has better for you, and we're going to learn how to operate in that today. So don't go anywhere. Come on, let's move into the Word. That place where you're trusting in God, that can be one of the toughest seasons of faith in our life. Because, see, we're fine believing when we're doing something. We have total faith that as long as I'm working, something's going to happen. But when we come to the place of faith and complete trust in God, where we have to trust in Him and what He's done, that brings us to a whole different place. So I want us to understand what it means to wait on God in that moment of tension. So let's understand what waiting is and what waiting is not. First of all, waiting is not a season of inactivity. And it's not a season where God is trying to put us to a test. God is always moving. God is always up to something. God has always got a purpose. So it's not a season of inactivity where God is just trying to test us. But what we've got to learn to do is we've got to learn to operate within the rhythms of the grace of God. The grace of God says it's already done. So I'm just going to operate in the rhythm that it's already done. So what does that mean for me right now? I'm going to keep trusting in Him. Come on, we got to keep trusting in Him. Another thing that the time of waiting is not, it's not a time for God to prove you are worth the promise. God has already declared that you are worthy through Jesus Christ. He sent His Son to die so you can walk in that promise. That's enough of the declaration of your worthiness that any one of us could ever need. How could you think that God doesn't love you enough to do something for you? He sent His Son to die for you. But this is a season of focused obedience and faith to God. It's focused obedience and faith because the promise is already yours and God says it is done. What are you going to do when God said it is done? What do you do with that promise? It's already done for you. Well, back in Psalms 37, verse 6, he says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper. He says, be still. This is hard for most people because most people can't handle stillness. They can't handle just being still before the Lord. We need to learn to be still in the presence of the Lord. It's amazing how we let fear paralyze us, but we rarely ever allow God to slow us down and stop us. We need to learn how to be still in the presence of the Lord so we can listen. Recently at one of our schools of the supernatural, I talked about the importance of tarrying before God. Most people are, a lot of people are going to miss out on what God is doing right now because they aren't willing to tarry before the Lord. He says, I want you to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act, for Him to act. In other words, you only need to put your hands on what God says to and then stop and let God do the rest. Wait here, when he says to wait upon the Lord, it means to tremble and writhe as a woman giving birth. 
That's what he means when he says, wait here. To tremble and writhe as a woman giving birth. What he's saying here, to wait upon the Lord is to get into the birth position. There, the, the birth position. You know, when you're giving birth, we found this out. We went through all the training classes with my wife. Um, we found out there are positions that you give birth in that are more painful than other ones. And there are, there are positions that make it hard for the baby to come out. And that there, there are some, there, the, the baby will still come, but it won't be very graceful. And I tell you what, there's a lot of people who are like that in their life. They, they, are not, they are not graceful in God doing the things that God wants to do. It'll happen eventually, but it's not very graceful because they haven't got in the right position. He says to wait upon the Lord is to get into the birth position. You need to get out of God's way and you need to let God do it His way. You need to get into the right birth position. You know, when my, my daughter Sophia was born, we, 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 her birth was, we, we, we learned through our classes to set an atmosphere. So if you'd walked in that room before she was born, there was music playing, it was dark, it was calm, there was worship playing. I had nurses afterwards say, I've never been in a birth like that before. It was so beautiful, it was so worshipful, it was so, it was so peaceful. And, and, I, and Jana's going through the whole thing, and at one point, you know, I'm, in fact, at one point I remember I, the worship music was so beautiful, I just started singing myself. And then my wife looked at me and she goes, don't you dare. Don't you dare. So um, I, I backed off on there because I recognized that, that this, this was a time that she was needing to focus in on there, focus in on that birth. She needed to get into the birth position and, 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 and she needed to focus in. And I'll never forget, we were, we were waiting on that baby to come. Now, we were waiting on the baby to come, but we had to get in the right position, right? Um. You know, that, that you're waiting on that baby to come. You're waiting for that new season in your life. But let me tell you something. That new season is going to take a, the right kind of focus. And it's going to take the right positioning for you to birth it in your life. you got to do it God's way. He said, wait upon him to writhe like a woman giving birth. you got to get in the right position to birth this thing. you got, you got to make sure that you're in a place of humility and trust in God, not your own strength. And I'll never forget we were there. And Jana was... Um, she was stuck at um, seven centimeters. She was right on the edge of what they call transition. Um, transition is the hardest part of labor. It's from seven centimeters to 10 centimeters. You can't push until you get to 10 centimeters. Seven to 10 is the worst part of labor, all right? And we're there, there we were. She was at seven centimeters. She was stuck on the edge of transition. Has anybody ever out there ever felt like they were stuck on the edge of transition? Man, I tell you what, that right there will preach. We, 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 we were stuck at that, eight, that, that, that edge of transition. She was at seven, needed to get to 10, and nothing was moving. And I'll never forget standing behind my wife, and she, we prayed. I'll tell you how, we serve a miracle-working God. My wife prayed, and she said, God, I, I, I need to be at 10. The, the nurse checked her said, you're, you're at seven. You can't do anything until we get at 10. We were stuck. My wife was standing by the bed. I was standing behind her, and she said, Lord, I need to be at 10 centimeters now. I'm ready for this baby to come. As soon as she said, I need to be at 10 centimeters now, I felt the water burst and splash all over my feet. And I hauled out, nurse, get back in here. The nurse came right back through the door, got her up in the bed, checked her, and she goes, oh my goodness, you are at 10 centimeters and you are ready to give birth. We got to get the doctor in here as soon as possible because the baby was coming. What you got to do is you got to get in the right position and you got to allow God to do it. 
I believe this speaks to the timing of God. Let me tell you something. What God wants to bring in this season, it's going to come when it's ready, not when you think it's time. We want, we want to get there quicker. They wanted to give my, they, with our second child, they wanted to give my wife Pitocin. Pitocin causes you to ha- forces you into the birth process, but it also makes the birthing process two to three times as hard. And there's a lot of people who are trying to get into spiritual Pitocin. They're trying to force God to cause something to happen right now instead of saying, you know what, God, it's in your timing. You know what needs to take place. All I'm going to do is trust in you in this season. Because I don't see it doesn't mean it's not mine. It doesn't mean that it's not coming. Because that baby was not there yet, we knew. Let me tell you something. I could look at my wife's belly and tell you the baby was still there. I could look at my wife's baby and say that that belly and say that that baby is coming. We weren't able to hold it in our hands yet, but we knew, we were convinced, we had all the evidence we needed. We were convinced that we had a child coming and we weren't giving up on it because we didn't see a baby in our hands yet. Don't give up because you don't see it in your hands yet. If God says it, it's true in your life. But so many people, they give up on the promises of God and they become angry. Oh, what a dangerous place to be. In verse 8 of that scripture, it says, Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Don't lose your temper. It only leads to harm. Don't let your frustration steal the promise of God. Some people, they say, you know what? I tried for years. It just didn't work for me. I've heard that so much in my life. I've heard it recently. I tried it. It didn't come easy like it's came for other people. I tried it. It doesn't work for me. And they've, they've gotten so frustrated that they've allowed the enemy to steal the promise. When, when I'm able, you know what's amazing? I'm able to look at that person and go, oh my gosh, can you not see? You are pregnant. It was, it's obvious on their life. You are pregnant with a promise. You know, it's like some woman with nine months pregnant walking around and said, well, I don't believe I'm going to have a baby because I don't see it yet. And other people can look at them and go, oh my Lord, somebody get hurt. She's about to have a baby. That's what I felt like sometimes talking to these people. Oh my gosh, you are so pregnant with something and the enemy is causing you to get frustrated and you're about to give up on what God has for you because you don't see it yet. Don't let your frustration steal the promise of God. Stop being frustrated by your situations. Your frustration is the confession of your heart that things will not or cannot change. But God says, I've already declared that it is changed. Just trust in me. Frustration is the voice of hopelessness. Reject the voice of frustration. Reject the voice of hopelessness in your life. If you choose frustration, you're choosing to accept accept whatever you're facing. And you're choosing not to allow God to change your circumstances. So don't accept frustration. God has given us the power to change our situations. Hallelujah. Come on. No no matter what you're in right now, God, God has placed the power on the inside of you to change your situation. It's in you. Resurrection life is in you right now. God has given you power to change your situation. But you have got to get the mindset of victory and not the mindset of victimhood. You, you, you got to get past that. I don't see it yet. So God must not want me to have it. You got to choose to stay in peace. When, 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 you, when, you, when you are accepting frustration, you're saying things are going to stay the same. But when you choose peace, you're saying things are not going to stay this way. Things are, not gonna, things are moving in the right direction. You need peace in your life. We created an atmosphere and peace for our children because I, I, I knew that peace was going to make the birthing process easier. Let me tell you something. For what God wants to birth in your life, 
Man, I feel this right now. What God wants to birth in your life, you need to surround yourself with peace. It's going to make the birthing process easier. Create an atmosphere of peace. Quit letting fear and frustration and worry and doubt and, 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 and disappointment in others. Quit letting them steal the promises God has for you. Stay in a place of peace. You know, the Bible says that we are snared by the words of our mouth in Proverbs 6. You are, the, the words of your mouth are like a snare to, that want to lock you down. And you need to stay in a place of peace. You know, when Jesus stood before, uh, before Pilate, the Bible says that he kept his peace. In other words, he didn't open up his mouth. And I read that one day and the Holy Spirit said, I want you to see that, that Jesus held on to his peace. He kept his peace by keeping his peace. He kept his mouth shut. And you got to know when to speak and when not to speak. And when it's the wrong time to speak, you better keep your mouth shut. When what's going to come out of your mouth is frustration and despair. Quit saying, I've tried it and it didn't work. That's not the words of peace. When you have those things, don't say it. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 6 uh, 31, it says, take no thought saying. Take no thought saying. In other words, you can have all kind of thoughts come to your mind. The enemy will tell you, see, it's not working for you. You're trying to believe God for something, but it's not working for you. And you can have crazy thoughts like that. But they're not your thoughts until you repeat them. But when you say out of your mouth, he says, take no thought saying. When you say that thought, you take it. It becomes your thought. The enemy will tell you all kind of crazy stuff. He'll say, oh, see, you're not, you're not going to walk in that. They got it blessed, but you're not going to get blessed. And, and see, this is happening for them, but it's not going to happen for you. Otherwise, you ought to be walking in it. And that's just a thought. And that's a lie of the enemy. But when you speak it out of your mouth, when you say, you know, you know what, it's not working for me and I've tried it, that became that moved from a thought of the enemy to your thought. You took that thought. It became your thought. And you, you need to keep that thought out of your heart and out of your mind. You need to keep your peace by keeping your peace. You need to, you need to hold on the peace of God in your heart by holding your mouth shut and not letting words of doubt come out of you. you let me tell you something. A lot of people don't understand how to win the battle through peace. The Bible talks about our feet shod with the gospel of peace. Our feet shod with the gospel of peace. Now, you hear that and people say, oh, you know what? That's what I want. I, wanna, I need some peaceful sandals. The gospel of peace. That's what, that we, when we hear, when we hear the, our feet shod with the gospel of peace, I think most people think of like some... some um, Peaceful sandals that we put on. That, that's not, he was talking about a Roman soldier. Let me tell you about a Roman soldier's footwear. Roman soldiers had unique footwear from any other army in the world. They had these specific shoes that they, were, they would wear that had long spikes that came out of the bottom of them. And they were used to help them over rough terrain. Because of those long spikes, they didn't slip around like everybody else with normal sandals. They could move quickly over rough terrain and they could move faster on foot than any other army in the world. You know what else they did? When the Roman army would ever come in contact with somebody who was standing in their way, they didn't say, get off the road. They walked right over them. I don't know about you, but I don't want somebody to walk all over me with gigantic shoes on that are this deep with spikes crushing me. When we hear our feet shod with the gospel of peace, we thought, oh, we think, oh, that's just so warm and sweet. No. The peace of God is an aggressive weapon. It is powerful. And you need to learn how to win the battle through peace.
in the midst of your waiting, when you're in that place of tension, stay in peace. You are going to overcome by staying in peace. When the enemy wants to get you frustrated, the enemy wants to get you frazzled, the enemy wants to get you to give up, the enemy wants to get, get you to start, you, he, wants to, he wants to put a thought in your mind that will cause you to speak it out of your mouth so you'll begin working against yourself. The enemy can't stop you in your destiny, but he can work with you. If, listen, the enemy can't destroy your destiny without your help. There are so many of us that are working with the devil in cohorts against our own destiny because he's given us thoughts and we are speaking those things out of our mouth. Come on, you, you got to get a hold of this. Listen, we, we need to learn how to win the battle through peace. In the midst of the waiting, in the midst of the tension, when you're saying, I've got a promise from God, but I don't see it yet in my life. What do I do when, I, when I'm holding on to this promise, but I don't see it yet, and I'm getting troubled in my heart, and the enemy is saying, it's not going to happen. Don't you ever out of your mouth say, it's not going to happen. Don't you out of your mouth say, well, maybe God doesn't want me to have it. No, don't speak that kind of stuff. Speak the words of God. You need to speak in alignment with His words, and you need to speak words of peace. And if you can't speak words of victory... Keep your mouth shut. Speak words of peace. Don't allow the enemy to infiltrate your mind and to begin to use your mouth against you. You speak words of peace. They are powerful in your situation. The Bible actually says in Romans 16, 20, it says, And the, pe the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Ooh, man, hear this scripture right now. He says, he says, the God of peace. Now, doesn't that sound beautiful? He's the God of peace. He says, the God of peace will crush Satan. God wants to crush Satan. Do you understand that? He's a God of peace and he wants to crush the enemy. But what I love in the scripture, he says, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Man, isn't that something? He says, I'm going to crush the enemy under your feet, not just under his feet. I, I'm going to use you to crush the enemy uh, under the weight of your authority, under the weight of what you, I've called. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to crush him under your feet. What I've given you, I've given you power over the works of the enemy, the the the, the lies of the enemy. The, God wants to crush the enemy under you. That's who God is. He's the God of peace. And he wants, to, he wants to crush and destroy the works of hell in your life. But for that to take place, you got to quit speaking the words of the enemy. you got to speak words of peace. you got to speak words of life. you got to say, you know what? I'm not going to listen to those thoughts. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to allow frustration, all these things, to sidetrack me. No, I'm staying true to the promises of God. God has not changed his mind, and neither will I. I'm going to keep speaking those words. I'm going to see those promises come forth. I'm going to experience the fulfillment of what God has for me. I am not giving up on what God has said. God never changes his mind about his word, and you shouldn't either, and I'm not going to. Come on, let's make that decision in our life. We're not going to give up on God. We're going to stay in a place of peace. We're going to stay in a place of trust. We're going to stay in a place of contentment. We're going to stay in a place where God, where we'll keep opening up our mouth and using our words to absolutely destroy the devil's lies all around us. Frustration will not win. I'm not going to speak words of frustration. I'm not going to confess out of my mouth that things aren't going to change. No, things are going to change because God has already declared it. I'm not waiting on God. God is waiting on me. And I'm not, I am for sure not going to be held guilty of short-circuiting the promises of God because I get over into my own thinking. Don't allow that to stop you. No matter what you're facing right now, stay in that place of peace. Keep declaring the promises of God and see God working in your life. God is good no matter what it looks like. You need to get a hold of that. I've been through tough seasons in my life. I've been through seasons where the enemy would try to get me to give up. 
but I was already settled in my heart. God is good no matter what it looks like. God is sure no matter what it looks like. Whatever he's called me to do, whatever he's called me to go to go and obtain, whatever he's called me to, the purposes of God in my life, they, 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 they are as sure as the moment, any moment he ever spoke it. Whatever God has declared over you, those words are sure. Don't give up on it. Keep pursuing God. Amen. Come on, stay in a place of peace. I want to declare peace right now over your life. I want, to I want to declare the peace of God over your life right now. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you know exactly where we are, that you, you help protect us, you give us, you, you, you have sung, you, the Bible says you sing over us songs of deliverance, you sing over us songs of freedom, songs of peace. We receive that in our lives right now. We are not moved by the lies of the enemy. We are moved by your words and your promises. We choose to stay in a place of peace, Father God. Because we choose to stay in peace, Lord, we crush the enemy under our feet. We destroy every lie of the enemy by staying in your peace. We thank you, Father God. We will not give up on what you've said and what you've declared. You are sure. You are true. You are good. You are awesome. The enemy is a liar. We reject every thought of the enemy and we choose to stay in a place of peace. Come on, choose peace in your life right now. I pray pre peace just envelops your heart, envelops your home, envelops your family, your children, every situation. I pray that you reject every lie of fear and frustration right now. You choose to stay in peace. Come on, you may be in a place of tension between the promise and the fulfillment. This is the time to walk in the peace of God. We choose to walk in your aggressive weapon. We choose to walk in your peace. I thank you, Father God, that every step of peace that we take, we are crushing the enemy under our feet. We thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus, supernatural peace right now in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, listen, I want to invite you. I pastor Abiding Church in Woodstock, Georgia. We have services at 1030 a.m., Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Don't miss. Come on out. I believe that God has something powerful in store for you. We are a church of the Spirit. We allow the Holy Spirit to flow. We are seeing miracle signs and wonders consistently. It's amazing what God is doing. Come out and be with us on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights for our prayer. We are also a house of activation. God has called us to raise up believers to walk in the fullness. So on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. we have a school of the supernatural. We train you to walk in all that God has for you. So if you feel like there's a calling in your life, you want to learn how to walk in more, come out on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. for the School of the Supernatural. I believe it'll be a blessing to your life as God activates you to walk in more. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray and believe God is going to give you, you're going to experience more peace this week than you have in a long time. So just expect that and walk in that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you are blessed, encouraged, and given hope to grow into all that God has for you. If you enjoyed today's broadcast, please like, subscribe, and share it with your family and friends. And don't forget to join us for our next podcast. And remember, no matter what things look like with God, all things are possible.